It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to a new podcast, The Paddock and the Pavilion with Stephen Wallace. In each show, Stephen will interview someone connected to the world of horse racing or cricket. Hello everyone. Crowds came back to English race courses on the 17th of May and in today's podcast, I'm with David Hunter, the CEO and clerk of the course of Fakenham Racecourse, to talk about what it's like to have spectators back, along with a few words with national hunt jockey Nick Schofield about how it feels like for a jockey. How are you today, David? And welcome back to the paddock and the pavilion. Well, Stephen, nice to uh, nice to see you, and um, thank you very much. Uh, speaking to you on a beautiful, sunny, warm Norfolk day, um, but it was very good to have seen you a couple of weeks ago when you came racing at Fakenham which is at our last meeting of the current season. And you came up as part of a new Marcus owner, owner group, which is great. So we're delighted to see you and all the other owners on that day of racing uh, on the 23rd of May. Yeah, that was with Ilka Gansera Levesque. I'm part of a um, racing club group there, and I'm hoping to go to Yarmouth in a few days' time. So, Well, I, put your son, take your sun hat with you in this weather. Yeah, I always need a sun hat. I, had a, I, had, I was speaking to that- Josh... This angle, I can certainly confirm that. I was speaking to Josh Appy Appy the other day, and like me, he needs a sun hat when he goes racing as well. To open up, how has the season gone for you at Fayton Races before we entered step three of the roadmap, which at that time allowed us to have crowds? So what's it been like before crowds? We've had, um, so we've had uh, the entire racing season that we have had, which started in um, mid-October last year through, we just finished, I'd say, in um, 23rd of May, apart from a December race meeting and that meeting on the 23rd of May, we've had all of the fixtures have been behind closed doors. And that's been um, an interesting and challenging process. Uh, and that's been behind closed doors and then there have been changes. We've had, you know, we started off with um, a, a, real, a decent number of owners could done that then legislation meant we had to reduce owners then we had to ju- reduce what we could give to owners then we had no owners at all in January and February then we had some back in March and uh, the whole of racing has, has constantly been keeping abreast we've been very well informed in race courses by the racing authorities uh, the BHA Racecourse Association everybody else involved to help and advise us 
to adapt and change our protocols and our, our operating systems to ensure that we're up to speed and up to date with what we can do, what we can't do, depending on, on the latest, uh, the, you know, how COVID has, has evolved and what is or isn't allowed nationally. But actually, it's gone remarkably well. Um, it was, uh, but not having anybody at race meetings makes a fairly uh, soul-destroying um, occasion. But as a pro- racing professional, you get involved and you get, you know, as clerk of the course, you get completely involved in the, the processes of, of putting on the day's racing and, and c- helping ensure that racing goes correctly, along with the stewards and officials, everybody else. And that concentrates one's mind anyway, uh, irrespective of the crowds. But uh, when you do have some people back, by goodness, it made such, such a difference. It sounds like even though we haven't had crowds during that time, David, your day was still as busy as ever. Yeah, it's been pretty busy. I mean, it it hasn't had the um, you know uh, running the race courses, uh, everything that I'm I'm used to dealing with the crowds, uh, helping with that, um, visiting corporate clients, sponsors, um, uh, making sure that as many people are enjoying their day and going around in between races, you know, doing tours, fairly high speed walking and checking everything's okay. So one hasn't had that, but also, but you know, the the duties, my race day clerk, the course duties haven't varied at all um, in some respects. You could say they're a little bit easier because you haven't got people and things and other things sort of that might physically or mentally get in the way that can reduce one's uh, ability to do something. But, you know, we're all in the business of putting on race, racing for as a, as a public spectacle to be enjoyed on course as well as off course and obviously as, uh, for, the, for all of the racing professionals, everybody else. But I think racing has done an outstanding job of keeping the keeping the whole business going forward and the industry going forward uh, since the 1st of June last year. And, and Fakenham was just one small part of that, uh, doing its bit from October to May. Well, I'd certainly agree, agree there. There's an awful lot of people who've been watching horse racing at home have had the pleasure of, of watching it. But how has it affected Fakenham Racecourse financially? Well, you know, we, uh, we're in a reasonably strong position. We're a small course. We, uh, you know, we keep a tight control on the first strings. Uh, sadly, we had to make a couple of people uh, redundant last year but you know we don't run our own in-house catering team and things like that we, we have a, a, a partnership with a local um, public house uh, they find it very difficult not only from, from, from a racing perspective but just in general but we are we're in a good position we'll we'll we will ride out uh, we have ridden out the current covid storm we'll ride out the rest of the covid storm and we've come through it you know reasonably intact we Apart from racing, which is our most, the main part of what we do at the race course, we have a fairly busy touring caravan and camping site, which is now just beginning to, to sort of um, escalate and rev up. But, you know, that, that had a very good year last year when it could started in um, early July. Uh, but then again, you know, we normally have things going throughout the winter as well with caravan guests, and, and that hasn't happened uh, for, for, you know, since November. And then we couldn't have any anyway for January, February, uh, March and April, we couldn't we couldn't start um, our caravan site up until the nineteenth of April. So we missed the all important um, Easter holidays. But we're playing catch up on that, and and so we're in a, a good position. We've decided to put some things on hold, some capital expenditure, and other things that we had hoped to do this summer. But that'll be done in due course once we know what the the true you know. Hopefully, we'll be back to where we were before, but it's too early to say at the moment. And we don't want to be putting up new buildings if they um, if if they're not fit for fit for purpose for whatever that might be once we come out of the other side of COVID. 
Well, you certainly kept the prize money up at Fakenham, and you've had you know top trainers and top jockeys um, at the race course during the the last sort of national hunt season. Yeah, we have. We've made a a, a very conscious effort that uh, you know we're, we we are aware that we're out on a bit of a limb here, but uh, the 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 prize money contributing good prize money providing uh, we like to think um, you know first class ground conditions. Uh, and looking after people when they get to us are really important things to attract uh, decorations and runners to come to us. And um, we've been really looking as well at the uh, the race planning this uh, for this last winter. We've made some changes. I've had some uh, some help from really expert help from from a, a colleague on that front, and it's made some made some some difference. And um, and I think that you know we we've boldly said that we would add at least twenty two thousand pounds of our own executive money. Uh, throughout the period and will continue to do so until the end of this year as a minimum on on top of whatever funding is is coming from other sources but i should think also like other many other small courses uh you know race sponsorship has completely disappeared for this covid period there haven't been any race sponsors that we could really um, justify asking to um, continue to contribute financially their their sponsorship has continued in name uh, with a view to then then continuing with us when we get back to um, next next season, hopefully. And as you said earlier, you had some a uh, small amount of members who allowed to come to the meeting on December the twentieth. What have you been able to do for uh, your quite large membership base during this COVID period? Well, really, just keeping them fully informed as to what is going on, making sure that they know that they haven't been forgotten about, communicating with them by email by uh podcast or, or various other things letting them know that and and you know they've had a pretty rough deal they they paid for their 2020 annual membership and that was then curtailed in march last year they were able to come to one december meeting last year they've then been able to come to our meeting in may but we've told them all along that their 2020 membership would run for the whole of 2021 uh, so it does run through and providing we have the four fixtures that we've got in um, uh, October, November and December um, continues to happen with, with members and members of the public coming, they'll have those four fixtures. So when you consider those four fixtures plus December, plus May, plus uh, the January, February, March meetings that they had last year, I know it's a, it's an annual membership that's been spread over two years, but it, it has meant that we haven't uh, forgotten about them. They have been able to come but they've been incredibly loyal to us and supportive to us. Um, uh, but we do look forward to welcoming that properly. And, you know, the, the meeting we just had on the 23rd of May, um, first and foremost, we uh, welcomed back the annual members uh, and made sure that they, along with the corporate guests, the small number of corporate guests that we were able to um, uh, allow on site, had a, a very special day. And, and, and they certainly did. We've had the 23rd of May was a, a real plus point to finish a, a difficult season with uh, great days racing. Uh, the weather was kind to us on that day and uh, the feedback we've had from everybody who came on course on that day and enjoyed their days racing has been phenomenal. Just huge praise for my team and, and, and everybody involved, which is a massive bonus and very well received and jolly nice to have those uh, pleasant comments. Well, that must have been a great way to end the national hunt season. What extra things did May the 24th, three bring for you to organize i know you've got these zones and areas and things like that well we had you know the zones were things that we've had in place throughout the, the season and some of those zones couldn't really change it had been reduced to 
instead of a, a large green zone for racing professionals, reduced to just uh, various buildings. But uh, things like our annual members, uh, sorry, our owners and trainers bar, ever since October last year, continuing still at the moment, has been um, converted into a, a, an overflow jockey's changing area. So that still continues. Um, the main public building, public bar, uh, was not open to the public because we needed to have that for uh, feeding in a safe environment, uh, officials and everybody, the, the racing professionals. Um, it was it was just making sure that we opened up things were sensible. We didn't try to run before we could walk. We wanted to finish the season on a high, not try and be too clever and do too many complicated things. And also aware that our very loyal um, uh, and supportive casual workforce who come and work on race days had you know they got into the swing of how things were happening behind closed doors racing although there were changes the whole time we had one more fixture to go before a, a quite a long break and we didn't want to try and change things and confuse them and uh, uh, as to what was allowed what wasn't allowed so we kept it pretty simple and uh, unfortunately uh, it, it all came off very well and what were you pleased with the actual attendance yeah, I was very pleased. We had uh, over 600 annual members who came, and uh, and then we had about uh, 150 people being corporately entertained in one way or other. Um, and then we had all the racing professionals, everybody. So, so you know, we we, we was just about uh, about 900 people on site, um, and it, it certainly it had a buzz and it had an atmosphere. And I had um, I had a, a trainer afterwards. He did have a winner on the day, uh, and on his fairly long trip home, he. He rang me and he said, it's been a great day, David. And he said, never, ever will I complain of too many crowds being at a race meeting. He wasn't referring to us, but in general, saying, I'm never going to complain about too many crowds. You know, having had no crowds at all and nobody around, he just realised, um, you know, it'll, uh, you, you, you know, it makes such a difference for everybody when you've got the, the spectators there and the buzz and the atmosphere and the, the, the vocal cheering and supporting and everything else. Well, I can, I'm sure I can tell you as a spectator, it certainly makes a much more difference when there are people there and there's more of you there uh, to yeah. get involved. And one jockey who rode a winner that day was Nick Schofield on Joey Steele for Christian Williams. And this is what he had to say. What's it like to have crowds back at the races? It, it's fantastic. And it's, um, yeah, it's a, it's a big relief. And um, it's great for the race courses. It's great for the owners. Um, you know, the trainers, the horses, um, it creates an atmosphere that we'd um, gone a year without. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, um, it probably just hit me at Fontwell, actually, last Sunday. There was a crowd of 2,000 and Fontwell's not the biggest, so 2,000 felt quite a lot. And the noise they were making when you, you're walking back in and, um, you know, the well dones and the, the claps and the, you know, that you've forgotten about, really, I suppose. And, um yeah, and it, everyone was having a fantastic time. And, um, you know, I think everyone was pleased to be back at the races. And, um, yeah, there was a, their, their, their support and their, their cheering was very much appreciated. Yes, I was going to say, um, since we've had crowds back, uh, Nick, you've ridden winners at Stratford, Fakenham, Bangor, and as you say, Fontwell. It must make a difference when you win a race. Yeah, you get a round of applause and um, you get lots more well done than you normally do. And, uh, um but the, the racing is still the same, but there's a few things that, you know, can hype a horse up more so with the crowd and you can get them all on the toes. So there's more things to think about. And if you're coming up the line and the, the, the crowds are quite close by, you, you've got to hit the front a bit later than you normally would because 
you've got the noise coming from them and some horses will have a look at it but um there's different you know things the positives and negatives but um no i've really enjoyed um the crowds being back and uh, um you know um, i'm glad people are supporting it when they can i suppose some horses have got used to not having crowds in haven't they yeah, I suppose. And, you know, some horses like it and some horses don't. And people probably don't take that into recognition. You know, you know, it can like, like, lighten an older horse up. They might like it and a, a younger horse might not like it. Um, you know, they might get scared by it. So, um, yeah, there's lots of pros and negatives, but all in all, it's great to see people supporting the races and ha- coming back and having a great time and appreciating the racing at, at the race course and creating this atmosphere and, you know that that what's which what makes racing really i also got a quote from sky sports presenter josh apiaffi who was recently on the podcast and he wanted to say that racing is an entertainment sport and even though the channels have done a magnificent job of bringing the fans action in in lockdown there's nothing like seeing it in the flesh which is a bit like what you've just said that the racing has been broadcasting to people in their living rooms but it's not quite the same as actually being there oh completely i think that you know that people um just appreciate you know this whole business has meant people appreciate people getting out doing something meeting up with some people being able to do it in a, you know in the safe in an outdoor environment that racing predominantly certainly in faking it's virtually all outdoor and i think also you know we've possibly got a bit a bit um what's the word a bit soft beforehand about you know with the great english weather we just got to make sure that we're going to do things you you dress for all occasions yes we had decent weather on the on the last day of racing here and we had actually nice days weather chilly but nice day in in december but otherwise you know people dress to be warm and comfortable and suitably dressed for the weather actually you can still uh, you can really enjoy whatever it is um, uh, because um, you know it's even if it is fairly challenging weather that brings with it other things of, of being able to, you know, get somewhere and, and warm up between races or whatever, or go home and say, actually, you really enjoyed that. Um, so I think, you know, people have got used to wrapping up a bit to be able to go and sit outside in a pub garden to have a pint of beer or whatever it might have been. Uh, so let's let's not, let's look at that as a, as a nation, as something positive. Yeah, and I mean, when you go national hunt racing, you, you expect it to be cold and wrapping up. That's part of going national hunt racing, isn't it? It is a little bit, absolutely. And also you've, uh, on the day, I just said Nick Schofield rode a winner, another person that rode a winner, and she rode a winner on the December, the 20th meeting, uh, was Bryony Frost, who everyone loves yeah. to, to see ride a winner. Yeah. Absolutely. And, um, you know, she got, uh, she got cheered and clapped in uh, on both occasions when she won uh, on the 20th of December and t- again on the 23rd. Um, and she's got a tremendous... Uh, following amongst our uh, our members up here um she uh, you know she they they really respect um the ability of jockeys and they really have taken warmly to to Brani. and you know so often she can be riding a, a horse trained by uh, lucy wadham who's a great supporter of, of fakenham and is a local trainer to you there in newmarket and uh no so it was jolly nice and actually in between her 20th of December rides and her 23rd of May rides. I think it was early, oh yes, the 4th of May. Her father came up with two horses from Devon uh, and what a charming man Jimmy was because he'd never been to Fakenham in any 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 time ever. So he decided he was going to come up and he bought two horses. He didn't have any, he didn't get anywhere with them, but uh, he's still determined to come and uh, 
uh, and come up here, at, you know, at other times. So hopefully we'll be welcoming him back on his long drive from Devon to future race meetings. Oh, so he'd never been there before. Brian is a regular at Fakenham, isn't he? Brian is a regular, but Jimmy had never been there, never ridden at Fakenham, and never, never, never been here before. And your next meeting now is on the 15th of October. I think you've got two meetings in October. Hopefully, we will have full crowds then. Well, let's hope so. We're, you know, we're now um, in our closed season and, and, uh, uh, and, and doing everything that needs to be done. But, uh, you know, following the progress of, of where sport and, uh, and activities and racing in particular goes as we hopefully come out of lockdown. And, uh, you know, we're all... Um, waiting with bated breath to hopefully to, to the um, announcements that are going to happen on or before, and let's hope they're positive on the 21st of June, um, which then hopefully will lead to, 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 to where we're going. And, and we'll be, let's hope that come, uh, come October, we're back to where we were beforehand. It'd be fantastic if we are. Well, let's hope so. And what does a CEO and a clerk of the course do during the summer months? Well, um, you know, the, the whole business of racing doesn't just um, stop. Uh, there is continual, um, uh, plenty of stuff to be done, and and, and uh, correspondence and uh, negotiations things. So you know that whether it's, you know, now it's going to be fairly full on on, on getting the fixture list for 2022 finalised through British Horse Racing Authority and race courses. Uh, alongside that, you know, we have got uh, um, we have got our caravan site that is is continuing to go. Um, we've got to make sure we're not. We're keeping that to the forefront of what is happening. Uh, there's planning as as far as uh, the facilities for racing, you know, uh, repairs and re- to uh, an ongoing repairs to infrastructure and buildings. Um, there are just many, many things. There's a huge amount of correspondence. Just because we might not be racing doesn't mean to say the administration of racing uh, stops because obviously they're all the flat tracks plus many summer jump race meetings, summer jump courses that are continuing. And, uh, and and so one has to keep abreast and keep involved in, in all of that's going on. But in amongst that as well, um, yeah, I will be finding uh, some time to have uh, a bit of quality time of, of time off, go to various places, probably in this country. We, we have nothing, my wife and I have nothing planned to be going abroad. We'd like to think we might do in, in, in September, but we'll have to see what happens there. I have a son getting married at the end of this month, so we're looking forward to uh, don't get any um, delays because he already had his wedding delayed once. So we're, we're lots of fingers crossed that the 21st of June is, is successful and good um, progress for him as much as everything else. Oh, we're here for, here for that. Hopefully you can get a, a good attendance at the wedding. Let's hope so. <laughs> and uh, will you get to go any go flat racing at all during the summer yourself? Uh, yes, I probably will. Um, you know, uh, I will. I will see where see where. Not not you know not at the moment. Um, we have got uh, we got some various friends coming to join us for uh, one of the days of Royal Ascot at home, um, where we'll have a our own uh, Royal Ascot um, picnic party in the garden, and we're going to some other friends for something similar on the Tuesday of Royal Ascot. Um, so that's quite a nice way of of seeing local friends. Uh, we did it for the first time last year. But uh, I expect I might go down to Newmarket or, or a couple of other places. But, you know, at the moment as well, until we get out, you know, most race courses, they don't need, you know, when crowds are limited, the last thing they need is somebody like myself coming to a race meeting when they hopefully can, can you know, they need to have all the, the maximum number of, of, of fee-paying people paying through the door and coming coming racing. 
This um, uh, Royal Ascot um, event sounds good. Do you dress up in the garden as well? Uh, yes, there is a bit of dressing up in the garden. And uh, we were very lucky that last year um, Her Majesty was with us and we hopefully she'll be with us this time. Um, uh, a beautiful life-size cutout of, 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 of the Queen uh, joined us as well, which was rather nice. Oh, but it's not top hat and tails. It's not quite that much. There are some people in top hat and tails, absolutely. Oh, right. We must, must see some yeah. pictures. <laughs> uh, we need some. We need some of this beach racing. You see, you see, in Norfolk in the summertime, don't we? Yeah, we do. Uh, that that's all gone on hold for the time being, whilst um, we're getting through COVID and other bits and pieces. But I'd like to think uh, I might, you know, be able to pick up that and see whether there's anywhere that uh, that might be suitable. It's, the difficulty is finding a suitable beach that's got sort of that's safe and um, uh, safe. First and foremost, safe for horses, and also is in the right sort of. Um, right place so that there's infrastructure close by to provide for racing integrity and other bits and pieces so who knows but it's it's something that's on my uh, on my plan i would love to think that you know i, I had this vision that that ireland has a uh, great days racing at late and if nobody's been there you really should book in and, and hopefully we're going this year my wife and a, a gang of us in norfolk um but you know if you've got a day's racing on a beach in ireland we should have a day's racing on a beach in England, a day's racing on a beach in Wales, a day's racing on a beach in Scotland, and then we've got a we've got a, a four nations racing, um, uh, 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 you know, uh, a bit like Six Nations, a four four nations beach racing um, uh, matrix or event that one can hang things on. Yeah, sounds a good idea. I mean, uh, Lay Town's in September, isn't it? It is. Yes, yes, it's yeah. early September. Yeah, I actually did email someone from Laytown, and they said that um, we could probably get someone from there on the on the podcast at some point. So oh, I'm looking forward to well going back to him. Well worth doing it. And the other person you could think is uh, Jamie Ellsbourne, and he has a syndicate called the Melbourne Ten. They support Laytown Racing in a massive way. Um, so, and Jamie is a great supporter of Laytown Racing. So that might be quite a, a nice, um, you know, when you get close to that time, see whether whether Jamie is, is sending over a, a, a box load of runners. Oh well, that'd be good because you, everyone loves his um, videos on Twitter, which he puts to music. <laughs> yeah, oh, does he? I haven't seen those. Oh, you ought to see them; they're fantastic. Well, thank you very much for coming back on the Paddock and the Pavilion, and thank you for keeping racing going at Fakenham during the COVID. I mean, some people at home have, have enjoyed watching it on the television, and hopefully, back in October, you'll have big crowds and you'll have these distractions that you've not been having as a chief executive or CEO and clerk of the course. So you'll be even busier on race days. I expect so, but I've got broad shoulders. I've been doing it for 23 years. So I look forward to, you know, bring it on, but you know, no two days racing are the same and one learns every something new on every occasion. Well, enjoy the summer and enjoy your Royal Ascot party as well. We will indeed. Bye, Stephen. Well, thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the Paddock and the Pavilion. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and now on Instagram at the Pad and Pav. Don't forget, if you like the show, please do leave us a rating and review. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.